recording like every other week. The Big Draw Instagram Live. My name's Kate. I'm the director of The Big Draw. And this week in the special guest chair, we have, actually we have a Big Draw ambassador, long-standing ambassador, patron of The Big Draw. We have our friend, our colleague, our ambassador, Tanya Rather-Weber. Exciting to be here with you, Kate. I feel like I should have, like, you know, some sort of uh, drum or something. A drum roll. Yeah. So we've, uh, for people who are beginning to come onto the call, we have got just under an hour of, of chat. As always, I'm sure there'll be, we could probably go for a lot longer. Tanya and I have already said that if, if people want, we're very happy to do a follow-up. So we'll just see what people say. As we go through, it's always... It's not always easy to look at all the questions as well when you're right in the middle of a chat with somebody. I will try and thread in some of the questions as I go along. Bear with us. If there are any really urgent questions, write them again and one of the team, the Big Draw team, will text them to me. Or, you know, we can always just follow up on the next session or just send them either to the Big Draw or direct to Tanya, indeed, if it's something specifically for Tanya. So, where do we start, Tanya? So, I've got lots and lots of notes to take us through the next hour or so so if i can hand over to you just to kick off tanya and just for you to start off by just describing a little bit about you and obviously you're a visual artist and then we can start i wanted to really start to unpick some of the home-based studio stuff that we talked about the other day but just to kick off for the benefit of people joining us if yeah. you could how you describe yourself your practice yeah. as an artist yeah yeah well uh, i'm an artist I'm a disabled artist, and I like to call myself um, a, a painter of people um, rather than a, a portrait painter, because my work's very much kind of engaging um, in terms of kind of really kind of kind of really kind of delving into the into who the pe who the people are that I do the do. Um, paintings of mm. and and what they're doing and where they're coming from and their histories mm. and um kind of really reflecting on their stories a kind of i'm kind of a storyteller in paint maybe you are indeed and i mean you've also i mean one of the things i've got here is kate say how you met tanya so um which i maybe i should have said earlier so where did i i first met tanya because you were I think it was Mandy came to something that we were at and it was you were at the very beginning of that incredible project Portraits Untold and I think that was the initial conversation from there things sort of continued but for the benefit of people on the call if they don't know I don't know if it's still on your website Tanya but Portraits Untold I mean I think later on in the we can talk about analog and digital drawing and mark making but for me portraits and told was it was really a revelation for me Tanya I mean really I think you're so way ahead of the curve on this and it was I mean how do you describe it so it was just so multi-layered it was it was it was like almost simultaneous I remember Tanya being like at the portrait gallery and you were sort of simultaneously sketching out like on sort of more traditional uh canvas and then on and you had like a massive ipad and you were doing that at the same time and there was a live sitter and they were chatting yeah. and they were engaging as well there was also a live audience i was there with my kids and we were all sketching and drawing and then we were uploading our sketches of you sketching them um onto something as well and there was some like clever tech people at the back and somehow it was all brought together in this developing composite image and it was incredible and 
and I think way ahead of, of what's what was what was happening at the time and still still ahead actually so I think we, we can come back to some of that stuff but back to where you are now so you are currently at home in your studio and I know look around later yeah 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 indeed uh, I've kind of grown grown my practice in my studio over the years it's kind of like you know it's kind of the bedrock of of my thinking and my making and um, it's kind of like a nest of, um, of creativity a nest of painting a nest of kind of experimenting with techniques and um, uh, yeah yeah so that's kind of over the years it's kind of it's kind of built up and um, and well now we're kind of now we're kind of locked you, you know we've been locked in since March well I have and um, so really this is really the hub of of of, of where I'm doing my work from uh, you know broadcasting it running workshops kind of doing doing everything from this from this one space so yeah. it's, it's quite it's quite exciting I'm quite, I'm quite enjoying it not having to run around the country or the world in fact yeah absolutely yeah I know we're going to have a little nose around um a bit later we know people like to be nosy and look in people's studios so I've got some stuff written up these are just from when Tanya chatted previously and it was it was really threading out this idea of the home-based studio what does studio mean for you and um I think um, starting to thread it into COVID, but for you, some of the things that you said the other day, Tanya, you know, obviously it's a place to think, it's a place to experiment. As you were just saying, it's very much your creative hub. And presumably it has become, I think you were saying the other day, it's become a full-time. For you, it would have made a bit more of a part-time space, but obviously over the last year, that will have shifted to be more of, you know, you're there, it's your sort of contemplation creative space. So, how, moving into just thinking more about COVID, one of the things you, you there was a couple of things that you wrote down that I just thought were fantastic quotes, and one of them was, it, "It's accelerated the process of setting up studios and home spaces with with the impact of COVID." Now, people have always artists have always always had home spaces, but I think, well, I know that certainly from my perspective of working with artists for the last twenty six years, they've often been overlooked in that space. In some ways, it's been seen as lesser or a bit a bit community, a bit like, oh, it's not proper. So yeah. it'd be interesting to sort of thread out that idea of how that's been brought back into the forefront because actually what's been happening with more mainstream is they're, begin they're beginning to experience what artists who have a disability have been working around always and innovating and being creative and, yeah. and thinking about how they adapt and how they come up with flexible, imaginative new ways of working. Um, so it was just starting to think about whether you think that has started to shift the way that the public, that the mainstream and possibly the funders. Think yeah, about well, well I, I think definitely. I mean, I think since since this, you know, since we've kind of, you know, we've kind of had to shift the way that we're, we're, that, we're that we're doing things and, it, and we're very much more home based. I think that, um, you, you know, there's been a, there's been a, a, a surge of, projects obviously which have been kind of really focusing on 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 people's personal uh, and home studio spaces in fact i just saw i just saw a, a project um advertised um today in fact 
which was um, about creating a museum of of um, of artists who, who work from home. But I mean, if we look, you know, if we look at the, you know, the history of of um, you know of outsider art and you know the artists who are kind of, you know, living in the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, particularly in sort of like in um, Sweden and Finland and Iceland and all of those kind of crazy you know huge you know huge spaces where there's you know where the population where the human population is very sparse and very spread out and you know isolation is is you know is common practice you know it's yeah. common to to their to to their to to people's cultural um living if you like and and I think in you know with with um, with disabled artists I think in this in the UK I think there's a surge of you know of new artists that we've never really you know we've never really seen before because they've kind of been overlooked or missed or you you know they've not been you know they've not applied for these for these. You know, and they're these... probably not even new artists, are they? They're probably artists that have been doing incredible work for goodness knows how long. But yeah. suddenly they're beginning to be able to become a little bit more on the mainstream um, sector. On the yeah, so... A bit more than they had, even though they've been doing this work for, for a long time already. Yeah, so I kind of like, you know, I'm working with a, a, a range of artists across Shropshire and Telford, you know, and get, you know, setting them up with their home studios because we're a we're a collective um, um, art studio one we're a we're, we're a, a disability arts collective and um, we're not an official group or anything we're just a, a, a group of artists who have kind of come together um, over the last five years and um, we've grown our practice our individual practice but also our collaborative practice and um, and the pandemic has meant that we're, you know, we're we're having to sort of like move away from the physical studio and mm. setting up our, our virtual and our mm. studios. Mm. So it's quite an ex it's like exciting period for us. And yeah. um, we've set we've just set everybody up with brand new iPads, which has come from funding from from um, from Unlimited and um, yeah. the Paul Hamlin Foundation. And really exciting. I've just uh, I've just done some some uh, some. I saw some photos on. I think was it. Yeah, some tech sessions with with two of the artists today, and they were very excited. First time they've had iPads, and um, it, yeah, so it means that we're all really we're all connected as well, uh, you know. And it's so it's going to be so, you know, so revolutionary. Yeah. so liberating to be to be you know especially. For the for the artists who are completely and utterly isolated and live alone and don't have anybody, you know, and I think it's really going to be liberating for us all to be able to come together and share and make work and yeah support each other and all of that. Do you think? Do you think on balance then? Because obviously there's also been, I mean, digital's not going to suit everybody, is it? And no, it does have its limitations in terms of, of access. We know that, and not least in terms of of sort of disability culture but also in terms of I suppose families who don't necessarily have goodness knows how many iPads and laptops I mean it, it's it's access but in that in that way as well yeah definitely definitely so there's different types of that digital poverty idea but do you think on balance overall 
do you think that there it, i mean certainly it sounds for you it has but from from within your your peer group people your friends your colleagues are you finding that people are genuinely on balance seeing it as a, as a great opportunity i i think i think there are artists you know there are you know there are there are um communities within the community are, who are kind of feeling kind of quite liberated by by this but again like you say there are others who are going to still be you know going to still be remain isolated and you know and for some of those we're kind of we're still kind of well we're kind of you know nurturing the postal yeah. um, system yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and hope, hoping that's not going to break down either so you, you know yeah um well i had i've got it written down here i was going to bring it up later but why don't we just touch on it now you have been developing one of your new projects i think it's an ongoing thing um so i've got collaborative sketchbooks aspergers and i don't know if you wanted to talk a bit about that i think you were going to show us some of how that worked as well yeah yeah so 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 um so in part so i've just got some funding from the arts council in england and uh, and within this this work, I'm going to be doing some of my own work, um, but I want to really kind of look at kind of um, doing a series of postal um, collaborative sketchbooks, um, which I kind of piloted with um, with my art studio uh, one artists and with um, and with Figment Arts um, artists, and I've got them here on the on the table here. Um, shall I? Uh, yeah, shall I? Shall I think? Yeah. I'm going to have to put. I'm going to have to put the camera back a little bit because otherwise, um, I, I can't um, hold it up. So, oh, yeah. bear with me for a little minute. No, take your time. time. <laughs> so, I might tip you forward a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've got text. I've got all the text things on the bottom of my stream. I don't know. Can I get rid of that or not? Do you mean the um, like the little smiley faces and the hearts? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got uh, the comments. Yeah, yeah, I think that they're just there, Tanya. Sorry. That's just there. Let's take that. Never mind, never mind. So I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this. Comments. Yeah, I'm going to show you what this uh, this is a sketchbook um, that we can, that I've made with um, an artist called Sarah Watson. She lives in um, Brighton. So the idea is that um, we open it up and um, and. I draw on one side and then she finishes the, the image on the other side. So this, this was actually from a photograph of the pair of us in, um, in Brighton. Then on the next page, um, she sent me a photograph of, of Brighton Pavilion. And uh, so I did the half and then she did the other half. And, um, and then we have the uh, the final page where she's done she's very much into patterns and she's done kind of recently done some wallpaper patterning designs and so she's done this one on on there and then it's my turn to create something on this side and they, it's kind of like archival sort of like um, um, time you know kind of time capsule things of the of the time of of where we are and there's another one here. And I mean the fact that it's, it's like an ongoing conversation. It's postal, isn't it? So for those yeah. individuals that that don't want to use the internet or are, mm. are finding access more difficult, it's it's a way that they could have an ongoing conversation with somebody. Yeah, yeah. And it, conversation with somebody and, through and it, kind of, it kind of takes us away from the screen because I think also you know there is 
obviously because we're all screen we're having to do the yeah. screen room thing it, it can be overwhelming as well yeah. so it's nice just to sit quietly with a piece of paper yeah and a, a you know and a pencil and um to do something which is very kind of you know mindfulness this this one is with richard from our art studio one and i kind of took a mindful approach to this one so i just kind of you know just sat with nothing in my going on and i just kind of drew that and then he responded with this one and, and just for anybody who doesn't know so art studio one tell so just tell everyone a bit more uh telling you about the collective it's a range of different artists isn't it yeah, it's a it's a range it's a range of uh, of, uh, of disabled, learning disabled and non disabled artists. Um, so we're an inclusive collective, and um, we started with just me and an artist called Alison um, from Telford. She's an artist. She's an artist with learning disabilities, and um, she's so passionate about wanting to do her drawing and her painting that we came together. And 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 the art studio one collective grew very much from from our own uh, networks, our friends, the families that we're kind of associated with. And we started with one, and now we're sort of like um, I think we're about ten altogether. And that continues, um, doesn't it? But obviously, you've had to take it. Yeah, we but we have we we had a physical studio in uh, in Shrewsbury, which is still there just about um in um called um in participate studios it's an old supermarket old co-op co supermarket totally it's a massive massive yeah. you came you came to visit us didn't you last oh, massive it was quite cold I yeah it's very cold no heating typical <laughs> artist studio but the, unfortunately the you, you know the, the shops council are going to actually uh, knock it down so it's going to be due for demolition any minute now so so having to move virtual was kind of like a natural was going to have to be a natural progression for us anyway because yeah. um, again we've got no cash to pay for any new spaces um, but i think i'm hoping in the future that we'll come together um in in other artist spaces um you know for collective and collaborative um uh, you know events and opportunities we're kind of trying to link up with the with figment arts in brighton yeah and um, we're going to see where that goes so part of my this big big project that i've just been, got funding for from the arts council is to kind of look into how i kind of develop that as a model yes so as well as my own practice i'm kind of very proactive in in um, in supporting artists across the, yeah. across the world really because yeah. again part of this project is i'm going to be doing a um a postcard uh, we're calling we're calling it postcard art express and it's kind of linking um various artist studios from across the world we've got one in we've got one in um australia we've got one in canada we've got one in um, sweden one in finland and then we've got five True five across the uk so i'm hoping that the you know the artists will be able to cross pollinate and and share ideas on these on on postcards it's yeah. basically small pieces of paper you know in the old-fashioned kind of postcard by yeah, absolutely. snail yeah, I mean, snail mail maybe snail mail yeah <laughs> 
I wanted to just pick up on, just going back to what we were talking a little bit about before, um, I've written down, so I, I wrote down that there was that lovely quote about thinking about raising consciousness, so, you know, disabled artists have always, always been doing this, but not being taken seriously. So that was something that we've talked a little bit about previously, and we touched on a little earlier. Do you think then, that's why I've written, you know, is there enough, do you think that there is enough of, I mean, if we accept that there is beginning to be a shift in understanding within the public, within the mainstream sector, do you think it is happening quick enough? Do you think it's happening big enough? Do you, do you think it's going to stay? Or do you think it's just, well, everybody else, you know, is, is experiencing with these sort of what being in a, in a small lockdown means and how that impacts on an artistic practice? Do you think that, that further down the line, perhaps, um, who knows, when, when things start to become a bit, I was going to say normal, but they're never going to be normal. <laughs> but they're always going to be a bit different. But do you think that that interest will then fade, or do you think actually that this change, this increased well, awareness, I, 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 I think again, I think there's a surge of, of, of disabled artists. There's a movement out there right now, which is which is um, called uh, "We Shall Not Be Removed." Yes, you know, it, uh, and it's there to make sure that disabled artists are part of the conversation, and 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 we are here to stay. We don't, you know, we're not, you know, we don't want to be hidden away it, it's it's about looking at ableism and you know and making sure that you know there is a future for us and we and we are part of that drive and um and i think as long as we can stay visible with that i think um yeah. i mean we're all working really hard to 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 do that to yeah. keep that really visible and really momentum but we need that we need those you know we need those um you know those um those sisters and brothers out there to be to to be there with us alongside it you know as in like you know way back when when um, when the disability arts movement first first began in the you know in the 80s yeah. uh, 70s 80s you know that it, then it was very much you know d making work by disabled artists for disabled artists but again you know this is kind of like the, the next step up where you know disabled artists you know want to be more you know we want to be more um collaborative with 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 non-disabled artists but we don't want to compromise the work that we do and and the and the the politicizedness of what we do yeah and I think, and I, I do believe that, you know, that, you know, that when organisations come out and come, you know, when the world opens up again, I think, you know, I think there will be, you know, there will have to be thinking about it in a very different way. And I think that, you know, a lot of the, the you know, the disabledist um, things that we've had to go through having to go through the back door can no longer go on. You know, it has to be, has to be done in a completely open and accessible way. And do you think that the, what's how would I, how, how should I say it? Do you think that the big cultural institutions, people in positions of power in those areas, policymakers, funders, do you think that they're doing enough to support that? Well, I don't know that they're doing enough right now because most of them shut, aren't they? <laughs> but I don't, uh, I mean, and again, you, you know, the things that they're kind of, 
um, laying out online, you, you know, the, the thinking around access is, is uh, you, you know, needs to be really thought through. I'm not sure that 100% that that's kind of coming through. I mean, it, it does come through when it when it's challenged and when it's you know when it's uh, and when it's consulted, yeah. you, you know, through you know when disabled people are consulted about it, you know. I mean, for example, for me, you, you know, the physicality of using uh, Zoom and 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 um, the tech, uh, you know, is is troublesome. So I'm having to learn all over again and teach my uh, access yeah, yeah. support um, assistant uh, to to facilitate uh, her or him to um, you know to do the physical actions that I need to do. So again, part of my funding bid is to really kind of look into how how I how I personally and professionally use uh, uh, platforms like Zoom because having to touch things you know and talk and do all at the same time is just a complete you know is, is kind of an impossibility yeah. so it's about working that through and you know done a lot of learning over the last over the last um, few months and we've still got some more learning to do but I, I feel it's quite exciting because I quite like I quite like the the idea of, of collaborative practice in in this way Hmm. Just pick. I wanted to pick up on um, you were talking a little bit earlier around um, how you know an arts practice develops and the impact of lockdown and COVID on on artist practice. And one thing, I mean, obviously your work is is we can start to talk about the analog and digital in a second, maybe. But just thinking around the interdisciplinary nature of it and how we, we this idea of adaptability, flexibility, creativity, being able to you know that. You know, as an artist you've always needed to work in that way and maybe more creative makers designers thinkers change makers are having to be a lot more going down those directions as they as they try to meet the challenges of covid but one one of the things that we discussed the day that really struck me was you were talking about your foot operation and then you were talking about you know, it's a very tangible thing. It's a very physical, very tangible thing for you. But how that actually has ended up having um, an impact on your creative arts practice? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the reasons why, why I, I decided to have the operation and why, why the medical profession offered me this, this operation, this operation was to fuse a, a joint in my, in my toes um, to stop the pain from my in my foot from when I'm stand for long periods, because I explained to them that you know when I'm painting, um, which is you know which is what I do for a living, yeah. um, you know when I'm teaching when I'm running workshops, um, I have to stand for very very long periods of time, and um, and this was this was um, going to be impacting on the long term. Um, thing of me being able to do the job that I do so I kind of went for having this operation in, in order for me to have um, you, you know a, a longer working life and um, and when you when you've got a pain 
you know, it's very difficult to kind of, you know, put that out of your head and really kind of get on with 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 the with the creative practice that you that you want to do. Yeah. And um, and I, as you can see, this painting behind me is quite large. So this was this was an an out um, an out take from the portraits and told. So this is um, this is Dame Evelyn Glenny um, doing a a a, a, a um, not a band practice. It's kind of like more an orchestral practice um, in somebody's house. And um, so this this uh, this never got showed. Uh, but anyway, back to the foot. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So so, and I hadn't had the, I hadn't had this foot operation done when I when I was painting this, and um, so I had the foot operation done, and um, uh, and the impact of having that, it, 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 I did it, it had it has kind of um, moved that pain away from those from those from those um, toe joints, but it's kind of me made me kind of reevaluate. The way that I kind of make my work, I kind of decided that I didn't want to no longer stand for huge amounts of huge long periods of time standing and painting because I used to stand for like I don't know seven eight hours, you know, obviously with breaks within that. Um, because what standing is is kind of how I, you know, I, how I can how I physic how I physically paint as well so in order in order for me to get leverage with the paint brushes and the paint i have to stand because i don't have the ability to lift my arms yeah so i decided that i kind of i was thinking for a long time that i wanted to kind of do make much smaller work you know work on a smaller scale so i kind of started doing that just before kind of the lockdown came and um and um and i've kind of been building this uh, this this tile this wall tile of, of of like kind of not miniatures but they're quite small so shall i spin you around so you can have a look yeah and just while you're doing that Tanya, i just saw somebody had put why is Tanya's face blocked by the message request yeah it's a good question i don't know if it's, going, if it's the proximity to the screen now what i would say is obviously this saves and will sit on our Instagram anyway, so as an asset. So people can always revisit it. It'll go on YouTube actually as well. What, why is what doing? Someone has written, why is Tanya's face blocked by your request message? You know, so I think they mean the... Yeah, because it, I, that's what I'm saying. It's stuck. Oh, yours is, is it? Because mine is sort of feeding yeah. up. You know, I get all the little... Yeah, no, right. mine's stuck. Mine's stuck on Russell Walker. Is it? Yeah. Oh, we know. Uh, and the and the uh, the request thing is in the way. So if I oh, I've I moved that down now, so there's it, it, now it's back at the top and at the top of the list it says Tan uh, Tan Raba joined. Is that moved? Is that still there? I don't know why that's showing on your screen. Oh, they said it's cleared now. So I don't know. Is if it, yeah, is it cleared? But I'm not getting the stream. I'm not getting the. Uh, Oh, well, I mean, it's, to be honest, I can. Oh, okay. So Sandra's saying I can see you both clearly. I, to be honest, it's people putting. Um, <laughs> Russell, it's not your fault. <laughs> so people are putting little things. 
they're putting things in like um you know basically they're putting a lot of hearts for you tanya so i'm out there with the love i'm feeling the yeah, love everybody try to go to the bottom love. of the chat so yeah i mean i'm at the bottom of the chat here um yeah. but yeah it's but i think it's all right now i think they they sort of they should fade away but anyway yeah they're not fading they're just staying there they're not they're not going anywhere yeah. Do I need to press something? No, don't worry about no. it. No, don't worry because it, it, they won't show up, Tanya, on the. Okay, uh, then go. Right, yeah. I'm going to turn. I'm going to spin you around now to show you the tile. So, um, oh, you get to see a little bit more of the studio as I'm spinning around now. Yeah, people oh. do like a nosy. And uh, this is where all the cats live. I do a lot of paintings of cats. These are little tiles for sale. And then. And then this is one of, this is a, a big painting there. Well, I'm just seeing what you can see. Oh yeah, look at that. So I'm going to carry you over the here. Hmm. So just, when you're doing that, starting to think about the, um, the analog digital thing that we touched on earlier. Yeah. Because obviously, I mean, where we where we started this about, you know, where I first met you in the Portrait and Told Project. I know that isn't just, you know, you do loads more things within your practice. But I think, I think it's in terms of drawing, mark making, all that sort of stuff. I think that the, the, the intersection between analog and digital drawing is a really yeah. interesting one, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. And, so, and I wondered if you wanted to talk a bit more about that. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin you around to to the. Um, I've got something on the big screen here as well. So these kind of like are these tiles. Some of them are from kind of lockdowny type things. Some of them are from um, uh, events. Uh, people that I've kind of met at at, at um, gatherings. And then there's the sense manifesto on this yeah. on the on yeah. here. Here's the sense manifesto here. Which is a new thing, which uh, again was a lockdown project. So the sense organisation that works with uh, uh, people with multi uh, complex learning disabilities. They asked me to create a, an art manifesto which kind of combats loneliness. Yeah. So great opportunity. So here we've got. Oh, there we go. How was that? There. There we go. So this is kind of like this is a this is a, a, a well this is kind of like a digital painting thing and and it's kind of like um, I'll see if it plays. No, it didn't play. <laughs> it, yeah, so the so the uh, yes, yeah, so the kind of working with work working with kind of. Uh, uh, you know real paint and and digital paint i think for me that i i really like this the the i the, the 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 fastness that you can you know that you get from the digital from drawing so you draw so fast and i kind of really i kind of like you can capture a moment in a in in a moment basically can't you yeah and I, and I love the way that you can play it back and i kind of like the interplay with with the digital and and the analog and um so it's something again it's kind of i'm going to bring you back around here now to uh 
so I can sit back down. Hmm. I'll just give you a chance to get back settled. Yeah. As you get yourself settled, I want you to then, we've, so we've, you know, we've sort of gone around lots of different things, but I suppose it would be um, remiss of me from the big draw if I didn't say to you, so what, you know, for you, what does, what does drawing mean for you? What does, I've been, and when I say drawing, I'm not just talking about traditional drawing. So I suppose mark making in the wider sense. So that could be anything from, you know, pen and, pe uh, pen and pencil, traditional sketching, drawing, through to all sorts of different types of, uh, of, of mark making. And I've written one thing down that I just thought was a fan, the most fantastic, you know, I'm always looking for a good quote, you know me. And I've written down, you said, completely and utterly mine. And I just thought that was incredibly powerful. So if I can just, if I can hand over to you now to start to talk about, you know, because I know that you, you were drawing avidly from a child. I mean, it all started, like, so for, for, for so many of us, it all starts when we're little and that passion for, for creativity and making a mark and drawing. So, yeah. So if I hand over to you, it'd be good to hear more, I think, about that. Yeah, so I think I, I, I think it, it, it is, you know, again, it's kind of, you know, embedded in that, in, in that idea of, of, my, of my disability identity. And as a disabled person who, who um, you know, relies um, most of the time on, on um, you know, on support from others to do most things in my life, uh, you know, drawing and painting is, is something that is completely and utterly mine. You know, I, 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 it's not something I share. It's not something I need um, support to actually make the marks with. I may need, I may need um, you know, the, the occasional opening of a tube <laughs> of paint, maybe. Uh, you know, putting things in the right place. But once, once I'm set, once I've got my nest, and I've got my things around me, I've got my paints, got my tubes, I've got my, you know, I've got my canvas. It, it the 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 act of creating the painting itself is it, nobody else's but mine. So, so it's kind of, you know, it's very very important to me that yeah. you know that that idea of of drawing and for me drawing you know drawing I do, everything I do is about drawing it's about layering it's about um, you know it's, it's about making marks it's about putting colors where I want the colors to be I mean if you kind of just look just kind of twist that around a little bit there kind of look at we're looking at a couple of self-portraits there I do a lot done, over the years I've done many many self-portraits and um and so I'm just about to kind of launch into a new series of of self-portraits kind of really kind of reflecting on on, um, on the world around me especially kind of the, the local world around me and the the geography of the world around me and the you know my interaction with with that with that world and um, kind of really I'm kind of I'm very interested in landscape which is a bit odd because this is not this is kind of unusual for me 
I mean, I have been thinking about the seaside and the sea. So this one, this one above here, that, that, the top one there, that's, that's like a sea view. But I quite, I like the idea of creating paintings of, uh, of, of, of me kind of reflecting on what I'm looking at. Because often when I'm in a landscape, I can't actually get to the sections of the landscape that everybody else wants to get to because either my you know my chair can't get there or my crutches uh, you know sink in the sand and um, so I like the idea of really kind of being very contemplative about what it is that you think about when you're in that when you're in that space and I guess we're kind of, you know, it, it, it's about taking you, you know, taking us away from, you know, from, you know, from the, from the humdrum, from the world. When you go on holiday, you go, you, you know, you go places and you kind of look, yeah. you, you know, you want to escape, don't you? So it's kind of like. It's empowering in a way, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I've got... Uh, and the, the, these two, these two little tiles, paintings, again, they're quite small, and they're painted on um, aluminium metal. Yeah. So, again, I, I'm very interested in wanting to kind of d delve into um, the surface, what, what surfaces I create work on. Mm. And I've just created a... I've just done a wheel walk... Uh, artwork which yeah. oh, um, that, that sounded i've got that down here so yeah the wheel walks um, yeah the wheel walks was it was a commission um that um pentabus a, a theater company in shropshire um um just um commissioned me to, to do one of their um something about the light i can't remember what it's called now um but what i did was um I live in a small village in the Shropshire Hills and uh, right at the end of the village I live and and there's a mile between me, uh, not me, uh, between where we live and the next village and um, and they've created a cycle path on this on this um, on the, on this one mile so I went out with my iPad and um, and I did many 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 Many, many, many. I spent two hours drawing on the iPad, just kind of really, really. I wanted to capture the the views that I see. That I think, um, if you're if you're walking along that route, mm. are are dis are distorted by the fences and the gates. Yeah. You know, my views are, are very much framed by those by those um, by those harsh objects. And I kind of wanted to kind of look at that in this piece. And it's a one minute, it's a one minute um, animated, um, um, drawn, multi-layered piece that explores that as a wheel walk. Tanya, I wanted to ask you, I'm conscious of time. Let me just have a quick check. Yeah, we're all right. For about another 15 minutes. Um, one of the things that we ask all of our special guests on these is how they got where they are now. 
um, what their path was, you know, whether it's self-taught, whether they went down more sort of traditional, well-worn routes, you know, what, and the stories are always, are often, are often very different, but often with quite so, some similar themes along the, along the way. And I was wondering if you were able to, to share some of your own experiences of, I mean, I know that, I mean, obviously you ended up, you know, doing a BA, you got an MA, or, you know, you did all of those things, but not necessarily in the order. So it's slightly different order. So it would, I think it'd be a really interesting for people on the call to hear. Yeah. So what, what am I saying, Kate? I forgot. Tell me again. So tell us more. Tell us more about you, Tanya. Tell us tell more about, about, so, you know. Where do I come from? You're a child, you're a child, you're drawing, you're sketching, you know, yeah. were, you in, were you encouraged, were you encouraged to be creative, did you do drawing, you know, how was that encouraged from an early age? Yeah. And then obviously you went on to college, but just talk us through a little bit more, because I think, because what I've got here is I've got your whole, I've got um, cultural disability identity, all these things that come out by the time you get to college and sort of 18. But there's a lot of stuff before that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so rather than me, it'd be great yeah, to hear your own words. Yeah. yeah, so I was kind of, ooh, I was born. I am born. <laughs> I am born. <laughs> I was born in 1965. That puts me at uh, 55 years old. Ooh, my hair's going grey. Look how, many, how much grey have I got? Oh, haven't we all? No, no. <laughs> I'm cutting it off now. Anyway, so yeah, so I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of, I went to a a um, a disability um, school from the age of four, um, a residential school, and um, so in 1969, this is when I when this is when I first started school, and I was at that school until I was 16 years old. So what was that, 12 years I was at the at this school. It's called the Welburn Hall School. It's a bit like Harry Potter School. It's very, very old. <laughs> <laughs> Stone floors, you know, it kind of, you know, you, I, could t I could paint you a very grim picture. <laughs> Hospital beds, it, you know, very cold, a bit like our studio. Um, but in the olden days, that's kind of where a lot of disabled children were, you know, were sent. Uh, and it was a, a, and it was an upbringing that I kind of really, I actually kind of really, you know, I cherish it. Kind of, you know, it, 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 it actually formed a lot of my disability identity. Yeah. You know, I was, I was brought up among you know among many many different uh, disabled children and it's where drawing and you know and doing art was was um, you know was something that you know we did because the formal a formal education you know in the early days was not was was thought of you know not valued for you know for disabled children to be doing and uh, and the school was um there was many many um children who were you know got children with complex needs there was children with physical disabilities there was people with uh, you, you know with um mental health um you know a whole range range of children 
and it really kind of made me you know made me kind of look at you know human beings and how they you know and how they kind of you know got on with each other yeah and um so so an education at this school was pretty pretty much zero really and we kind of we did end up doing cses but uh, not many of them and um yeah and then kind of left that that left that school and then went to another residential uh, college which was called Harrywood College which was in Coventry but again art wasn't really seen as you know a priority I had to do art O level of an evening and um, the tutors were very funny I'm sure whoever's watching this I'm sure there's a lot of you know people who can remember that and I think that in fact at Harrywood College there was a lot of um, a lot of disabled people went to Harrywood College in the, you know, in the, I can't remember what would that, that would be in the 80s, wouldn't it? Yeah. And um, so I think we've got people like um, uh, Baroness Jane Campbell, yes. who, you know, who was at Harrywood College. So, you know, the disability um, identity and disability movement would have grown out of that as an, as an institution. So, you know, to be part of that, which I didn't really think that I was part of that at the time. No, well, there's like lots of PhDs just in this one concept about this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting. But you did it, you went on, and I remember you saying, it did make me laugh, you said the other day, you ended up, you did a, you did do a BA. Yeah, so what? Yeah, oh, graphic design, but it wasn't really. It was painting. So, yeah, so I did. So I did graphic design <laughs> degree at Le at Leeds Polytechnic, but it wasn't really graphic design. Yeah. I I spent three years learning how to paint, and I did. I you know, and I made I made paintings about, uh, people who would who used to piggyback me because I, I was I was a tiny person and I was very slight, and my friends, in order for me to you know go to house parties, you know when you're a student. They'd put me on their back and, you know, and troll me up the stairs in, um, you know, in terraced houses. It was yeah. all a bit scary. Well, yeah. you would think it was scary, but it wasn't at the time. No. And, and then, so from that, then I, then, um, you know, then I did um, a night school, did like um, BTEC general art and designs and all of that kind of thing. Again, it was kind of graphic design orientated. And, and your uh, MA, your MA in Manchester Communications Design. So I, you, one of the things that I jotted down was, um, again, interesting in terms of what you're saying in terms of developing a sort of a cultural disability identity. So your research, disability identity, how portrayed in the media, take this idea around, um, you know, body beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I did, I did a lot of work around looking at uh, charity advertising uh, of, of disability, so yeah. which was kind of like, you know, the black and white kind of pictures of kind of trauma and um uh, and kind of i kind of that i got hooked on the waltons i have to say <laughs> the program yeah, yeah because <laughs> because there's an awful lot of disability in the waltons oh, you know, there's many many stories which which were based around you know people being disfigured or mental health 
he, you know, if you kind of really, if you look, uh, if you go back and watch the Waltons, yeah. episode after episode, is very much orientated around those kind of um, stories. Yeah. And that and that's where and you know and that's where our you know that's where our references were that's where people you, you know the, the society found references I mean, big, I mean, the Waltons all the time the Waltons yeah. you couldn't escape it I mean yeah. you come home from school there's the Waltons you know yeah. on a rerun it's the Waltons again yeah how funny <laughs> yeah Tony, I've just been texted and reminded by lovely Sandra. We have about eight minutes left. And we do have a couple of really cool questions. Okay. I can see Visit Sudbury has put some questions on the screen, who I know is actually Rachel in disguise. So hello, Rachel. So Rachel, um, who, I mean, she's at Visit Sudbury now. She's the town centre manager there. But she's actually really still part of the big draw. So hello to Rachel. So she's got some questions there for you. Um, Sandra the first one which I think is a really interesting one um is it'd be good to hear more about being in a rural location with limited mobility because that is not something that, there's not enough around that I think enough research around that in terms of being able to because there's very many places that are incredibly remote and rural and they often get overlooked don't they in terms of access so do you have any anything to add or any tips about sorry because you went you went off then. sorry so so the, the question was I'd love to hear about more about being in a rural location with limited mobility yeah yeah well i, I mean I, I, feel, I feel like i've always been a bit of an adventurer and i love to go you, you know well, so I you love, said that the other day with your yeah wheel, wasn't it? yeah I, I love to go places where you, you know i i'm really not you know not supposed to go or are guided to not going and um you know so i think i i, I mean i love the, the kind of rural isolation i love being in the middle of nowhere where there's no people and you just have to you, you know you just listen and you just you just look and you just observe what what's what's there you know around you and in front of you and um i think you, you know you, you know as a disabled person I, well I can't, well, I was, you know, well, I was brought up in the countryside, mm. so it, it, it feels natural to, um, to want to be in it. Mm. And I think it's interesting that your projects that you're working on at the moment have become contemplative, looking at your um, locale as well. I mean, the other question, Visit Sudbury, is about drawing, helping you engage in your landscape, natural, emotional, otherwise. That is... That is, that is a bit quite a strong theme in your current in the projects that you are working on, isn't it? So yeah, going out, getting back to nature, and allowing to, to give yourself the space, the time to think that contemplative time. So for you as an artist, as well yeah. as as the other the projects you do to help the other artists getting back onto the iPad and everything, the access project. But we've got we have just got a couple of minutes left, so I wonder whether to finish off. Um, just maybe to tell everybody a little bit more about the current projects that you're working on at the moment. And obviously if people want to hear more about you, about your work, get involved in some way, how they should do that, where they should go. So yeah. the projects that I've jotted down here are, obviously I've got wheel walks down, but we've also, there's also the one about getting out into the country. There's the one yeah, so that, that, one, that one's countryside special. So 
I mean, every every time I do do one of the because they're all kind of interlinked with this big project. So every time I do this one section, there'll be a hashtag for each one. So there'll be hashtag countryside special. There'll be hashtag um, collaborative sketchbooks, which I'll be at, I'll be doing a call out because I I need some um, I need some artists to to join me in these collaborations, and yep. they'll be analog and digital. Yep. So look out for that later on in the year. That well, you, you know, in a couple of months' time. Um, there's my art studio, uh, one uh, um, um, a virtual studio development. So you can follow them. It's Art Studio uh, One, and we're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Yep. Um, uh, there's the postcards, postcard art express, hashtag before in front of that and um i think i think that's about it really that's quite a lot <laughs> yeah that, i think that's quite a lot but if you just follow me generally you're going to um, be a busy bee over the next yeah uh, next 12 months aren't you? i know and i'm hoping to hoping to set up um to, some um online immersive exhibitions of everything that we're creating and, and it's an 18 month project so you, you know it's a nice it's a nice pit it's a quite a nice long period of um, getting stuff done. So we've got maybe two minutes left, Sandra, before I start getting texts from the team telling me to wrap it up quickly, which they <laughs> do do. Um, I, think, I, I think we've done amazing covering all of that, Kate. I know, I know. We've sort of cracked on. We've got a lot to cover. I mean, we could talk for another hour easily about everything. But in terms of handing over to you, what would you like, in terms of sort of closing comments, Tanya, what would you like to say? What would be your... What would be your words of inspiration for people oh, out think, there who are maybe feeling a bit disconnected from things, finding them yeah. tough at the moment? Yeah, I think, I, I think, um, you know, pick up, pick, pick up a piece of paper, a piece of knitting, you know, spend five minutes, ten minutes outside looking at the birds, you, you know, just, just really kind of, you know, think about yourself uh, and uh, and what and what what it is that you that you, you that you like to do and and try and spend a bit of time just doing something that's just for you because i think you know i think it's really important that we uh, you know that we spend just a little bit of time you know on ourselves yes you have to put that back in don't you but, but support every put and, and support support others you know when when they need and and don't forget to ask for help if you need. Yeah. yeah, don't forget to ask for help if you need it. No, I think that's a very good, yeah. very good final. So, I mean, all I would say to finish off is that um, obviously this will stay on here as a resource. And all of these that we've been doing over the last don't know, 10 months, who knows, I forget now, you know, they have been very popular. So we would encourage people to share share this on instagram but also it'll go on to youtube we'll put it onto twitter and facebook and everything but but really incredibly many thanks to you to you tanya thank you mm -hmm. for carrying on being such a fantastic big drum ambassador i know and yeah gosh how long have i been that now four years i think four years yeah, yeah. and i've just, just become a, an ambassador of outside in so uh, my, um, yeah i my ambassadorship kind of your yeah. list is growing. Yeah, yeah, my list. But it's 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 always a pleasure to talk to you. I know we could carry on chatting and chatting and chatting. Um, but if people have got any questions for Tanya, 
you know where to find her. She's very easy to find on on um, on what to do her website online. If you've got a question for the team at the big draw, drop us a line. And you know, if people want, we can do another one, can't we, Tanya? We we'll do another yeah. session. If you want one, so yeah. All yeah. right, all right then. Bye, bye. Thank everybody. you so much. Bye. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye. bye. bye.